to another episode on Healing Networks. So we've launched our own podcast called An Uncommon Dialogue, where we talk to all sorts of people from all walks of life, whether they be creative entrepreneurs, business owners, potentially athletes, like we have one guest here today, uh, Joe Williams. So Joe's been kind enough to jump on a podcast and share a little bit about his work, his life, where he's been and the things that he's passionate about. So Joe, how are you? Fantastic. Um, looking forward to this little chat and um, I guess honoured honored to be asked first and foremost and um, yeah, really looking forward to sharing bits and pieces of my story but also sharing you know, different tips that, that help me continually stay well. Yeah, okay. Where have, what's, what's your, where have you been? Tell us a little bit about your career um, and the things that you've been up to. So I'm a First Nations Wiradjuri Aboriginal boy uh, from down in New South Wales and um, grew up just like any other kid, you know, like um, dreams in my eyes and, and my dreams were to be an NRL player. Um, I was lucky enough to, to be signed to play in the NRL from the age of 13. I signed my first uh, scholarship contract where you know, I was signed to a club and, and that club would, thankfully, you know, my, my mum had the wisdom at the time to to say to all those different NRL clubs that were knocking on our door, um, you know, the, the, the club who gives my son the best education is going to get him. Mm. Uh, so, you know, mum saw the, I guess, a way to break the cycle uh, for myself and, and for my family and and saw a, a real, the value in education for me. And, you know, thankfully enough, and, and there's no way in the world that my parents would have been able to afford a private school education from, from seven to 12. And, you know, I went from seven to 12 through private school education, didn't have to pay a cent. Mm. Um, so that's mm. the, the one huge plus that I got out of, um, you know, an NRL career. And looking back and, and the more the more we know now about the studies of uh, head trauma and, and brain injuries, um, mm -hmm. we're starting to realise mm -hmm. that brain impact and brain injuries have huge impacts on on a person's uh, well-being, uh, mm -hmm. and you can, you can almost say that uh, brain injuries and brain trauma uh, can cause depression. Yeah. So uh, I had my first major concussion at, at about the age of 13, mm -hmm. um, where I was completely wiped out and, and I lost my memory for about a week. You know, it was during that time, it was the first, first ever encounter with suicidal ideation, pretty much from the, from... From that week or that day onwards, uh, I've had suicidal ideation in my head. Voices and thoughts inside my head to tell me to take my life. And, mm. you know, it's been a difficult road, but I've, I've managed to hold down a, a sporting career for some 15 years with, you know, I was in the NRL system for about 10 years. And then, then I changed over to professional boxing and with different ups and downs in between with, um, you know, with, with marriage breakdowns and, and suicide attempt and, you know, psych ward stays. Um, you know, I, I live today as a, as a, I guess, um, a mentally well person, not without its challenges, don't get me wrong, yeah. uh, but somebody who is successful in, in travelling around the country and, and internationally as well, mm -hmm. uh, helping people manage their wellness. And it's something, you know, forever I thought that I was going to be a rugby league player. Yeah. Um, thankful that I got to play, you know, I got, I got to live out my dreams and play on TV and mix with some of the best rugby league players in the world. And then I thought I was going to be a boxer, and I, you know, I had sixteen professional fights as a boxer, um, with with some success with that as well. I had twelve wins, and you know, a, a few different title belts along the way. But in that sporting career, I 
I honestly, I honestly thought I'd be a sports person my entire life, but the, but the track or the journey I'm on now, without doubt, is my most significant. And, um, you know, it's in getting to help people and getting to, to make impact on people's lives every single day of the week is something that I'm extremely proud of and, and something that I take a huge amount of, I take a huge amount of passion in, in doing what, with what I'm doing because helping people helps me. Yeah, yeah. Do you find that um, you gain a sense of healing yourself through helping others? Without doubt, without doubt. You know, it's um, Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander First Nation culture is is my biggest healing. Mm-hmm. It's my biggest healing, and, and and our biggest responsibility in Aboriginal culture, uh, and 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 some of us, including myself, for a long time, were lost along the way. Mm-hmm. But is what we call Napaji Napaji. Which, which means to always give and to always share. Yeah. Uh, because if, if I give to you and, and you give to someone else and, and they give to, to other people and we're always sharing, then we're always receiving. Mm. So, you know, you, you get that sense of, of healing when you're, when you're out sharing with other people. So, so me, as my job and what I do now, it's just my responsibility of, of, of the lessons that my old people have shared down for me, my ancestors have shared down for me for millennium but you know 65,000 years yeah that's a very very um, beautiful philosophy Um, that's a part of your culture that you've just shared and I think it's a wonderful thing and it's actually very common among amongst um, many indigenous tribes around the world that's a that fundamental core principle is actually the words might be different and the way that it's said is obviously in different languages and dialects, but the, that core passion of giving to receive is hundred percent, man. I've, I've delivered in I've delivered in, in in native cultures right throughout the world, and the one key concept that we always have is love and share. Yeah, that's that, that's the commonality we share as mm-hmm. as native peoples right across the world. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and we talk about us native peoples as having the highest suicide rates and the highest incarceration rates and so forth right across the planet collectively. Yeah. It's not, it's not mental illness that's killing our people. It's colonisation that's killing our people. It's very, um, very uh, brave of you to share that because I can feel that you're very, um, you believe that strongly and, and not just obviously from what you think but from your heart as well. Um, I, cop a of, I cop a lot of criticism for the things that I say but you know what, it's just people uncomfortable in the truth. I don't make anything up yeah. <laughs> when it when it comes to you know as far as our history and as far as the path right throughout the world. Let's 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 not forget it. it's not just here. Mm. It's not just where I live in the country in New South Wales. Mm. It's right throughout the world. Yeah. Um, and these things aren't made up. Mm. But you know the real positive thing that's coming out with all of this is that people have been starting to become more accepting mm. and people are starting to become uh, more loving and compassionate. And showing more empathy, you know, by telling the truth or raising the awareness of some of the atrocities that happen right throughout the world, mm. people say it's 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 being divisive. It's not being divisive, and and I'm one hundred percent in belief that it enables people to show empathy. Yeah, it depends how you yeah. want to take it. If you want to take it as an us versus them type mentality, then you'll think it's divisive. But if you want to take it as as in this is the truth, I have to acknowledge that my ancestors are a part of this truth, then it's going to show empathy. Yeah, yeah. And I love how you use that word empathy because it's not used enough, actually. Um, people, get, people get sympathy and empathy mix, mixed up. Absolutely. You know, so 
we don't want people to feel sorry for us. Mm. We just want people to acknowledge the hurts yeah. and not make excuses for why we hurt. Yeah, because massive. it's beautiful that you said that actually and it's something that I actually posted not too long ago in the group about the difference between sympathy and empathy, you know. Um, sympathy is to feel sorry for, whereas empathy is to feel with. And there's a massive, to, you know, and there's a massive difference. Um, and if we can... The shoe on the other foot. Yeah. And, and it applies to all areas in life, you know. It applies to friendships, business, relationships, cultural understandings. You know, it, it's it's a fundamental principle in the way that we connect with each other and how we should connect. You know, you have a look at, and, and a lot of people, uh, again, don't like to hear this. I, I'm a truth teller. You know, people people call me an activist. Well, why is it only people of colour get called activists and, and people of non-colour get called truth-tellers or, mm. you know, uh, people who stand up for, for certain things? But, you know, um, you look at um, things like the Holocaust. We had a Holocaust here mm. 230 years ago where non-Indigenous, the English who came here on the boats, tried to exterminate us. It's mm. that true. And we still feel the effects of colonisation today. Mm-hmm. That's why we have that disconnection. That's why we have that hurt. That's why we still have anger and rage because we still feel the the transgenerational trauma that our forefathers carry. Yeah. It's interesting um, what you just mentioned before you said, you know, some people would call you an activist, but some would call others truth tellers. It reminds me of something that I heard not long ago, why is why are immigrants called immigrants, but others that decide to inhabit another country called expats? It's like it's why, exactly the why, same. Well, it's the same thing. So why are we why are we kind of um, perceiving or putting labels? Have, have a look at. I'll be blunt. Have a look at the color of the difference. Non-brown people are called expats. expats. People Brown people and people of color are called immigrants. immigrants. And it's, um, yeah, it's really, uh, it's an interesting concept. It's an interesting topic. And it's very sensitive for a lot of people. I think um, it's very brave of you to, you know, really address it. Because um, a lot of people are afraid to address such um, sensitive or, you know, difficult conversations. Yeah, mate, you're 100%, you're 100% right. And, and people get uncomfortable. Yeah. Why do they get uncomfortable? Because they get uncomfortable because they don't know the truth. And they get uncomfortable because they think we're pointing the finger at them. Mm. We're not pointing the finger at them mm. or, or anyone else. What we're doing is just telling the truth. You know, people, People. you know, I, I've been called an activist plenty of times, right? But people just, um, people say that, that people of non-colour are social justice campaigners. Mm. Come mm. on, it's the same thing. Yeah. It's exactly the same thing. Joe, it's um, you, earlier um, in the chat you mentioned about, you know, um, suffering from mental health due to head trauma and things as such. Um, what's kept you personally stabilised within yourself throughout all of this experience and the things that you've had to struggle with internally over the years? What's kept you strong see, and stable? See, for a long time, you know, this is from the age of 13, don't forget. You know, I'm... I hate to say it, but 34 now. For me, that's that's a good, you know, 21 years. So for a long time previously, um, you know, I, I had to get by without, you know, without telling someone. 
how I got by, and and this is everything that I speak about in my sessions now, right throughout the world. I got by four basic principles: love for yourself and love for everyone else, mm-hmm. compassion for yourself and for everyone else, humility in everything you do, and care for everything you have and everything you do. Mm-hmm. Love, compassion, humility, and care. Yeah. Those things aren't. Those things aren't are hard to come by. See, I lived in a family where. And we, we battled to get by. You know, there were, there were some nights where we, we couldn't put food on the table. We were grateful for what we had. You know, we didn't, need, we didn't need the best of everything. We were grateful for what we had. Mm. We were compassionate for other people who didn't have it because we knew what it was like to not have it. And we had love, respect, and care for everyone else who was in our family. You have a look at what those basic principles are. Those mm. basic principles are the exact same values and principles that our old people lived with. My ancestors lived with for a millennium, mm. you know, since since what we call creation. Um, yeah. You know, it's it's mandated for 65,000 years, but it's it's only mandated because the white man says it's mandated. Mm. We know it's longer. That's um, very powerful words that you've used there, and my favourite that you've used there is grateful or gratitude. To be grateful for what you have um, actually brings you more it, it's funny because it's it, it's really it's a term that's actually used quite loosely or, or quite commonly like in spirituality the the concept of, of gratitude you know because um it's important to be able to to have that mindset or to have those feelings because if you're not grateful for what you have and what you're blessed with then what do you got 100 percent. and you know i actually look at it the opposite way mm, because okay. if you show compassion for people if you show compassion for other people, you know, like feeding the homeless. Mm-hmm. You know, we take we take kids to feed the homeless, and we say, "Why do we feed the homeless?" Well, who else is going to feed the homeless? Mm-hmm. Well, if you don't feed the homeless, then they won't get fed. So you start to show compassion for those people, which then gives you a gratitude for what you've got. Mm-hmm. So it works hand in hand, both mm-hmm. both sides of the scale. Yeah, no, that's a that's a great thing that you've said there. Um, knowing that you've got little ones at home, um, so you you know you have a beautiful family at home. What are some of the things that you find that are important to share with your children as a father, as a as a person, for, from all your life and all of the experiences that you've been through? What do you think are the, some of the strongest lessons that it is that you want to share with them? The exact same things that I grew up with, man. Like it's we don't have to fix what's not broken. Sixty five thousand years. The old people have been living with these things. Like, l- let's be honest, mm. the English turned up 230 years ago and the place is nearly wrecked. You know, we're always trying to fix things and we're always trying to, you know, you have a look at global warming. Why? Global warming happens because we're mining the hell out of the earth. Yeah. One of our first, one of our, our most important key things that we deal with as, as Aboriginal people is our life. And, and again, throughout the world with Indigenous peoples. Yeah. Our love for Mother Earth. You know, we have love spirit. for Mother Earth. We have love for Mother Earth and we start to value our females. We start to value our daughters, our, 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 our relationships, everything. Again, I've got to say that some people are lost. Hmm. Some people are lost in our true values. Uh, we have to go back to finding them. As a, as a Wiradjuri man or, or just a, you know, a, a man of Indigenous background, how much of the Australian Indigenous culture 
do you think has been lost and not being able to pass on? If we're going to look at it as a pie, right, and the pie being 100%, how much of that pie has been, is missing, do you think, in terms of teachings, lessons, learnings that's been okay. passed down? So, so, so I'll go back to your original question, how much has been lost? None of it. Mm -hmm. None of it's been lost. It's just been hidden. So it's still there. We just have to bring it back to the surface. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing. That's where our healing is with, with all of our peoples, non-Indigenous as well. They start to live by those values or start to recognize and, and have a look at those values. It was start to realize that, you know, it's beautiful in, in, in what we do. But, you know, right throughout the country, it differs. Because in our northern states and even even western even Western Australia and the northern parts of Western Australia, they're still very rich in culture. They're still very rich in what we call law, and and that's not L O L A W, that's L O R E, which mm -hmm. is everything that we used to live by, um, our rules as such. You know, they're still rich in their law, but the thing is, we were impacted first here on the eastern states of New South Wales and then Queensland, we're just starting to find it again and we're becoming strong mm. and we're starting to, again, share our, our, uh, our cultures with our peoples here to them in, then empower them. Yeah, and it's really interesting that you say that because um, there are many, many, many amongst many known and unknown or if not, I won't use the word removed or hidden, but, but that are there somewhere but are probably not as strong as others. So many tribes around Australia that have got similar, um, similar lessons and similar learnings, but also have, you know, you see so many differences too. And some have been able to find others and others are still trying to find what's, what's natural to yeah. that area. It's really interesting. You know, I've been talking to some mob from near Uluru and they're very strong in spirit communication, some of those people there, um, and yeah. found that and, and, and the healing and, and the modalities that they use there, to, to it's remarkable. But then it, it, what saddens me is that then you go to other tribes and that it's some, that's something that's almost non-existent, still yet to be discovered and found, you know. The thing is, is what, what we're talking about is... Um it, it may it may feel like it's lost or it may feel like it's not there in a, that at the moment but it's still there we just got to find it the the, the issue um, with our with our first people's culture that who aren't practicing is that they're just a little bit more colonized mm, um, yeah you know, and and what we what we speak about uh, down here uh, we, we we say that um, you know what we what we have to do is to learn to walk in two worlds because mm. yeah we live in we live in a, a modern technology type uh, society. Uh, we have to learn to walk within our cultural world uh, as well as the, the non-Indigenous world as well. And, and that can be, that can be uh, a battle within itself. Yeah. Um, but also when we find the strength in doing both, that's when we become empowered. Yeah, awesome. Joe, can you talk us through some of the projects and the things that you're doing at the moment? I know that you are an author. It's funny mm -hmm. that, uh, you know, at, at school I struggled to write a thousand word essay, mm -hmm. uh, but I've just written, you know, a, a 65,000 word book oh, um, from cover to cover. So it's amazing once you, once you put your mind into something and, and you feel passionate about it. But, you know, 
the book, the book, yeah, it's about my story, but it's, but it's also about, you know, healing, healing for other people and, and healing for myself as well. By far, you know, it, it's been one of the most therapeutic things that I've done, um, mm-hmm. writing, writing my book, you know, it's getting, getting that, um, getting all that, I guess, the past pain out of my body as yeah. well. You know, I've, I speak at length uh, in different communities every week about my story, but I, but I honestly believe that this book is the very first time that I've uncovered everything, uncovered, uncovered absolutely everything. And, and partly, partly why I don't do it in my stories because, you know, some audiences just, well, they're, uh, they're probably not equipped to handle uh, some of the story. Or it's not, um, you know, it's probably not. No, um, not the time and place. Is, is it, yeah, is it, if you could. But um, you know, this book has been. Yeah, it's been really therapeutic, and it's not only just a story about about me, as such, or or the issues that I've had and troubles that I've encountered. It's it's very self help. It's 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 very much the the things that 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 I use daily um, to help me get through uh, certain situations. You know, a lot of it has, has our past and colonization and the effects that it has on our people as well. So I hope it's, you know, not only a healing journey for people with mental illness or people with mental health issues, mm-hmm. it can be healing as in the reconciliation process as well, because I talk a lot about certain, you know, um, massacres and, and slaughter, different injustices on our people. And people will say, well, well, why do you do that? Well, that's, that's why we carry pain now. Mm. You know, it, it, it's scientifically proven now that we carry the trauma from colonisation. Mm. So um, it's about uncovering that. And again, people read that, I'm hoping people will find empathy mm. um, for that. Sympathy, as we talked about, but empathy um, as to who we are and why we uh, why we value certain things, and you know why we may struggle in certain types as well. Um, I'm not saying our way is the only way or the answer to everything, but um, it, you know, writing the book has been really, really therapeutic, and you know, hopefully, it's going to gain a bit more traction with my speaking as well. So I've travelled to every state in Australia, North and South Island in New Zealand, and. 32 states around America speaking about my story and speaking mm-hmm. about my wellness um, and my, my, I guess, wellness with Joe Williams uh, package that, um, that I deliver in, in many different communities. And again, my family didn't have money to pay for psychologists or psychiatrists growing up. So I had to come up with these, this well, these wellness tips that, that I share every day. And it, do, it doesn't cost people a cent to live with the certain things that I speak with. Joe, if, if somebody wants to get a hold of your book or wants to know more about your wellness workshops and, and, and the things that you do, if they want to be, you know, be part of your learnings or, or find out more, how can they find you? How can they get a hold of this stuff? You know, my, my website is, again, I speak about uh, my, my short-term memory problems from mm-hmm. boxing and rugby league. Mm-hmm. So my, my website has to be a, a fairly simple one. Yep. Um, JoeWilliams.com.au. Mm-hmm. Which uh, I'll never forget that one because it's my name. <laughs> but um, <laughs> you can you can you can reach me at, at, on on the website um, or you know social media is big these days and and I like to uh, spread my my awareness and uh, of my my recovery and and every every community that I speak at on my social social media uh, outlets and you know for me my social media my Twitter is 
Joe Williams, all one word, Joe Williams underscore T-E-W, which is for, obviously, the enemy within. So yeah. Joe Williams underscore T-E-W on my Twitter, Instagram, and my Facebook is The Enemy Within Suicide Prevention and Wellbeing Education. Oh, awesome. Awesome. Well, Joe, I want to thank you so much for sharing um, your thoughts, feelings, and emotions on where you've been, the things you've seen, and the projects that you're working on. It's a very, very powerful chat. And if you're willing, it would be awesome to get you back on another podcast for you to share some more of your valuable insights and passions. At the end of the day, it's, it's about getting a message out to a community in healing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we, we have to be careful in today's day and age where we use mental illness so much, uh, the term mental illness. You know, everybody has, I think we should be concentrating a little bit more on the term wellness as a positive mm-hmm. um, term. You know, everyone has mental health, whether it be negative or positive mental health. Everyone has mental health. Not everyone has a mental illness. Yeah. Um, so, there, you know, there's a, there's, there's a very, there's a difference in, in those. So, um, you know, that's, again, that's all that education process and understanding what certain people go through. So yeah. um, I'm always too happy to help and, and, and always too grateful and uh, thankful that I get to share my story. Yeah. Well, we're very grateful and thankful that you're able to. And in the next one, I'd love for you to touch base on more on the difference of using the terms mental health versus wellness. I think that that's really, um, really powerful and it'd be good for you to share a little bit more on that next time. I think that, you know, the, just, just quickly I'll touch on it mm-hmm. now. The, 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 the big problem we have with today is that, you know, life's tough and we go through tough situations uh, people, when when I, I, I've encountered many people in my travels that believe they have depression or they've been diagnosed with depression uh, when they're just having a tough day. The diagnosis um, can be sometimes misread or, or misdiagnosed with with what we what we are going through. It could be you know situational depression, and that's why I like to talk about wellness because you know we can we can improve our wellness every day. We can't improve what we did yesterday. We can only improve in what we do today. So, you know, as we know, and 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 the the many issues I I deal with and have dealt with for a long time, I still I still have the same symptoms today. Mm. I just don't let them manage me. I manage that. Very powerful. Thank you so much. That was amazing. Very um good gold nuggets there, Joe. Love it. I love it. Awesome. Thank you so much, and we'll chat to you soon. It's my pleasure. You take care and love and care for everyone around you. Um, Don't just tell them, show them. Oh, absolutely. Live by example, right? That's right. Mm -hmm. Thank you.